Welcome to the Write Good Books podcast, the audio companion to writegoodbooks.com with your host, Jason Bogart. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. We're back for another episode of the Write Good Books podcast. I'm Jason and back with our co-host, Scott Michael Childers. What do you got going on today, Scott? Uh, I'm visiting podcast land, apparently. Nice. It's the place to be. So, let's start with a quick personal note that will sort of tie on to this week's episode. So, I got two rejection letters, uh, one today and one yesterday, and they're both for the same story. I didn't break any rules. It was sites that allowed simultaneous subs. And th- this is a story I have. It's, it's what I view my best writing. It's a story I wrote six years ago. I've revised multiple times, and I cannot get it published for anything. And I... I don't know why. So I started skimming it over last night, and and I think I'm starting to figure it out. I'm breaking a rule that I always say every story needs I'm not doing. I say that every story needs a beginning, Mm -hmm. and where does this story I have begin? And it doesn't. It starts at the end, and it kind of builds towards it, and it goes nowhere, and things happen, but I still think it's well-written. It just, it's, things aren't in the right order. And like trying to figure out what it's lacking and what it's lacking, I learned at a conference several years ago, it's lacking what is called the inciting incident. And I'll define that and jump in if you think we need a different definition for this too. But I'm defining that as basically the event that puts the story into motion where you have the character living their boring, normal life, and then something happens, and it starts your story. And I think it's it's almost vital to have that part written. Otherwise, you run the risk of having a story that goes nowhere and can't get published. I <laughs> I, I really can't think of too much to add to that. Yeah. And we, like you said, on this podcast, we've talked about beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> if you have no beginning, sometimes you, you turn readers off, so... I'm trying to figure out the be- the best way to, to define your own inciting incident. In my novel, for example, it starts with a, a very brief scene of of something, and then there is, you know, an event happens, and there's my real story. Well, let me say, is it your story, or is it the the journey begins for your protagonist, or protag- one of them, if you have multiple points of view? Because your story begins with word one. <laughs> good point. But no, you raise a really good point. It it goes back to structuring your plot, mm-hmm. right? You it, and where to where to really start your plot? How far back do you want to go? How much setup do you need? Well, I I think use of inciting incident gives you a little peek in what they were before your protagonist. Yes, you know this is normal. Now we're going to tell you something that happened that is worth telling. You know, everyone has a day-to-day, mm-hmm. you know, life. Sometimes those days, I don't want to say aren't worth living, but sometimes they're not worth telling, telling. a story. Again, in literature right. sense, right. everyone has worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, when you go to a meeting or uh, of friends or gathering or, or something, and you're talking about something that happened to you you're talking about something that's out of the norm and so your traditionally formatted story has a little bit of well this is life as usual and then this and i think that's that's sometimes a part that's missing is we don't get a sense of 
this is normal and this is what makes today extraordinary. Yeah, you you need to show a little bit, not too much. Mm-hmm. You, you never want to show the the things that don't matter, brushing your teeth in the morning or whatever. But yeah, you want to show your your reader just enough to say, here's a normal person doing normal things, and here's what changes. And, uh, you know, I wanted to talk, I guess, mostly about inciting incident, but really we're probably going to get a little more general and talk about beginnings, setting your, your character off on that journey. Yeah. And again, we're kind of focusing today on linear progression of story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about ones that, you know, you're in something and then flashback and Right. Uh, something else. So right. those are all kind of some special cases. They still have an inciting incident. Mm-hmm. But to start out with our beginning, we will talk about a, a straight chronological ordering of events in yeah. a story. So how much do you think should be shown before that incident takes place? As little as possible? Or should it be drawn out enough to show what kind of character you're dealing with? Well, I think it's really close to what you said there at the second part is... We need something to compare the change to. You know, what happened is extraordinary, but we don't know that until we know what was ordinary. So we need to kind of have, at least give a, a starting point of this is the normal. The event happens, and now we're going towards a new normal. But we can't compare that if we don't know what that yeah. first part was. Yeah, you start with the, uh, start a book with somebody shooting some guy in the face. It might be a hitman, and this might be normal. Or it might be he was thrown into a situation where he's defending himself and you need to know that he's not regularly a killer. Yeah. And and you don't want to do something like, well, this was a, you know, quoting this, it was a normal day for a normal guy (laughs) doing normal things. No. That that doesn't tell us anything. Because one person's normal, like you just said, is someone else's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the life of an assassin is different than... The person who fills the water coolers at businesses. Right. And you need to show why it's different. You know, you might start with somebody getting out of bed and that's nothing, but it might be someone who lives in severe bane and getting out of bed is a, a real chore. So you, you build in the character to show that. Yeah, and, and something like that. You're showing their anxieties or mm-hmm. things that may change yeah. as they go through. Well, let's talk about one example, um, the Matrix, mm-hmm. right? Not everyone is up at night at a computer terminal hacking in the movie, but that's what the main character does. That is his normal. Right. And then that inciting incident is later on, but it gives us a sense of the normal is still, you know, it's a hacker. It's extraordinary for many Mm -hmm. of us, but for him, that was the normal life. Small apartment, not exactly the cleanest place, Mm -hmm. computer terminals, you know. That sets the the stage for this massive change later on. Right. So let's stay in the Matrix, shall we? (laughs) We we have entered the Matrix. Okay. All right. So so in that movie, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the source material. Let's talk about the movie, this one. What is the inciting incident? Is it when someone knocks on his door? Is it when he gets the, the thing that flashes on his screen? Is it the event to the office? Is it... Morpheus giving them the choice of red pill, blue pill? Do all of those events equal one event, one larger event, or is it a whole bunch of little things? Uh, For me, I think in this, it is, if I'm remembering the chronology of the movie correctly. (laughs) Yeah, been a long time. It's when he starts getting the messages, Mm -hmm. 
right? Beep, beep, what is it? Follow the white rabbit or whatever. It's, the, it's once you, yeah, once something is not right. Right. I think this, it's a good way to look at that one. I think for, for me, that would be the inciting incident mm-hmm. of that movie. Yeah. Uh, because it is, even in this world that he is in, this is unusual. Yeah, it's, it's assuming something's not right, I suppose. Or not, yeah, assuming something's out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know, another example, Star Wars, is it when Luke first buys the droids? Is it when he first finds a message from Princess Leia? Is it when he first meets Obi-Wan Kenobi? Is it when his aunt and uncle are killed by, what are they yeah. killed by? Tuscan warriors? Is that what they're called? So, well. Something like that. But, oh, but these tracks are, are stormtroopers. That's right. Yeah, these, these tracks oh, are yeah. not those the same people. They that always go right. single. Uh, and I got my. <laughs> you have much to learn, young Padawan. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but but and here's the thing. You mentioned it before. Is it one thing, mm-hmm. or is it we're we're going through a process, but we haven't hit that point of no return yet? Yeah. So is it the point of no return? Yeah. There is still a chance where I could turn back now. And my life re- returns to normal. So when the character makes a choice, that goes into a bit of the hero's journey yeah. format. So, you know, there, there's some debate, I guess, that could be had. As what is that point? Is it when, when the protagonist or point of view character decides, I am going to act and make a decision and go one direction instead of the other? I think you can make that, you can make that case. Mm-hmm. And it certainly gives a little bit more buildup to the meaning of that point. But again, or do we go back to what we we started with? It's like the moment something unusual happens, it starts the whole yeah. cascade of, of events. I suppose it doesn't have to be either or. Sometimes the person doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, and now that's that's an interesting way to look at it. What What's more interesting to a reader? A character who doesn't have a choice or a character who makes that choice? Yeah. And sometimes no. that is sometimes that is the story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, I, I is the story. I woke up in some alien ship. My life is never going to be the same, no matter what I do. <laughs> but what is my choice? Do I explore, or do I curl up in a fetal position in the corner? Both are going to be stories. Both are extraordinary. Yeah. But at that point, you're going on a journey, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that there is no decision. There's waking up in an alien spaceship is the incident. And it's not fun. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So I've heard. <laughs> so that the decision to start a journey has been made for the character. Yeah. So then it's the decision of, of what they do next. And, and at that point, we start seeing character growth and yeah. character or just general. This is the character. Maybe they, they are scared to begin with and later become brave. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are foolhardy. And later they become, you know, smarter. Maybe they are confused and, and become clearer on, on what's going on. Yeah. All sorts of things that start that story. But that one point, something mm-hmm. extraordinary happened. How do you think it should be handled when you have multiple point of view characters? Mm. You show a backstory for each and you show an inciting incident for each and you put each one on their own journey. I don't think every minor character should have their own hero's journey thing going on, but I think primary characters should have some sort of your point of storyline and yeah so your, your point of view characters i kind of feel like in something like that you probably have more one central theme so it might be more of an external incident that sets 
things in motion. You might have minor ones for the characters to draw them into that big story. Let's take something like Lord of the Rings, right? We start out with Frodo, right? There is an incident in Lord of the Rings. It's Bilbo's party. But then we gain these characters later on at Council of Elrond. There is no backstory given in that book, right? That's the first time we meet those characters and they decide to, to join this quest. You could do that. Yeah. You have your, your instigating, mm-hmm. but then other people join and then you start showing from there. But yeah. someone has to start the tale. Or, you know, you could do chapter one, here's this, chapter two, here's that. But I think if you do that, you have too many start, stop, start, stop, yeah. and it doesn't flow well Yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I would think that you start with one or, well, no, wait, I've read somewhere they have a couple different starting points they meet like halfway in the book, mm-hmm. and it was done well. Well, in um, a lot of large series is, you know, dedicate a chapter or two to one character. and Yeah. It's kind of what I was working on, and that, that's hard to write, you know, especially if you're more focused, if you enjoy one character more than another, and then it's like, well, now it's time to work on this character and try to make that character interesting. Well, in that case, though, do you really need them as a point-of-view character? You know, yeah, if the writer is bored, the reader is sure as heck going to be bored. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. Um, let me throw this no, out, out for you. One of my recent favorite books is an alternate fiction. <laughs> the inciting incident that starts the book does not involve any of the point-of-view characters yeah. directly. It sets the stage, mm-hmm. and there is an incident uh, the, the book I'm thinking of is Impeachment of Abraham Lincoln. And yes, I said impeachment, not assassination. It's alternate history. But it starts out with the event that is referenced later on and something that is crucial later on, but it involves none of the point of view of protagonists directly. Mm-hmm. It's something they will have to deal with the aftermath, but do we call that the inciting incident? Uh, probably. It, it starts the book. Yeah. People you know, have to deal with it. but and, and I just saw Captive State, and it was the same thing. Oh, it's yeah. The, they start talking about how the aliens came, and then none of the main characters were involved in in that incident this, 10 years after that. Or, or is, is that just world building? Oh, good question. Yeah. I, at what point is world building? I don't know. This came up um, when we were talking about conflict. Oh, cultural yeah. conflict. Uh, yeah. Last episode, we we're you know sometimes that cultural conflict is conflict, and sometimes it's world building. And yeah, there's a line. There's always a line. But there is something that at least signals mm-hmm. to readers something happened. Something that happened. Changed things. And it made it worth us telling the tale. Yeah. And maybe that's what a good be- beginning will do. Yeah, that's a good way to wrap things up. <laughs> uh, in closing, I want to say just real quick: Why should anybody care about any of this? <laughs> But I mean, that's why it's just it's good things to keep in your mind while you're doing your plotting or if you're a discovery writer while you're writing, just you know, think about that. What what was normal and what is present and you have to make your reader care. So you they need to know why what you're writing about is important and how it's different than in the past can help make it important. So with that said, thanks for for listening. If you'd like to support us, check us out. Patreon slash write books visit us on the web at writegoodbooks.com slash podcast we'd love to hear some feedback so don't hesitate to drop us a line if there's anything you'd like us to cover or if you have any questions and uh, we'll see you later see ya